and welcome to Binging with Badness, the only podcast that's surprised at the courage you show, Godzilla and Jaguar, punch, punch, punch. My name is Mitchell McIntyre. And I'm Vanessa Vogel. And we're going to Kaiju Land. We are doing the Godzilla, or I guess the Monsterverse as it's called. It is currently a quadrilogy. And we are going to handle all four of them. But to get there, we got to go to here. We're starting with Godzilla 2014. Because you couldn't pay me to do Godzilla 1998. We could, though. Or could you? Check the Patreon. (laughs) Um, So, this was our second big attempt at an American Godzilla film. We tried it, like I said, in 1998 with a Roland Emmerich film. Mm-hmm. Which had, if you remember, a kick-ass uh, marketing blitz in the '90s. Did it? Yeah, because that's when like um, you would see uh, like ads on a bus, mm-hmm. and all it would say is his foot is bigger than this bus, oh. and, like a big billboard that said his head is bigger than this billboard, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it never told you what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out, it's a Godzilla film. Yeah. Um. And you will also know that our first attempt at Godzilla didn't go so hot. Yeah, the Japanese make fun of us to this day. To this day. uh, It was so poorly received that in... uh, They they call the American Godzilla Gino, or Godzilla in name only. (laughs) Or they'll call him just Zilla. Because, and I quote, the Americans took the god out of Godzilla. Oh, dear. Uh, Only we could pull this. It it hurts. Um, in fact, this is probably my favorite kind of kind of moment. In the last of the millennium era of the Godzilla films, mm-hmm. it was called Godzilla Final Wars. Godzilla goes up against a slew of past characters, past incarnations of himself, past bad guys. They're just throwing everything they can at him and he's going to... Fuck him up. That sounds so rad. It is pretty rad. So they send in Zilla mm-hmm. as our first kind of like attack. Yes. Um, and he is the only one who's CGI because as you know, Godzilla movies in Japan are rubber suit films. Yeah. They're guys in, in suits and they still are to this day. Um, so <laughs> Godzilla or Zilla... Was just like a small CGI character, looked like a weird lizard, <laughs> lunged for him. Godzilla tail smacked him into the Sydney Opera House mm-hmm. and then nuke breathed him and blew him up. He was dead in five seconds. Next. He was never talked about again. Um, <laughs> it was so bad because the guy who did it, Roland Emmerich, who, who you know, he did Independence Day and he did um, a lot of other... Shit. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, oh, God, I'll be honest. Um, he didn't really understand the character, and when they asked him what kind of redesign they wanted for an American version, he said nothing but he should be very fast. And he was. Oh, boy. So, we are trying again. Gentlemen, you are being sent in via Halo Jump. I realize not all of you have had hands-on experience. Frankly, none of us have ever faced a situation quite like this one before.
be asking any one of you to take this leap if I did not have complete faith in your ability to succeed. Your courage will never be more needed than it is today. So this is Godzilla, a 2014 American monster film directed by Gareth Edwards. It is a reboot. It is a complete reboot in the beginning of the MonsterVerse, which seems to be our American version of the, of the kaiju films. Seems to be going pretty well so far. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and it is only the second Godzilla film to be completely produced by a Hollywood studio. The film stars Aaron Taylor Johnson, Ken Watanabe, Elizabeth Olsen, and Brian Cranston. Uh, basically what happens is a soldier returns home and so does Godzilla and that fucks us up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, they are attacked by monsters known as MUTOs or MUTOs. M-U-T-O, Monster Unidentified Terrestrial Objects. Or Massive Unidentified Terrestrial Objects, excuse me. Uh, so. Which gets pretty moot as soon as they give it the name. Exactly. Like, seconds later. I yeah. won't get to it. Um, directed by Gareth Edwards, who uh, you might know from his indie film called Monsters, which is similar to this, but it's more of a romance. It's a solid film. I really liked it. Uh, they made two. And Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Really? Solid film. You might like it. You know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> a little Star Wars. Does it have Space Mom in it? It does at the very end. Oh, is that CGI Space that Mom? That is the CGI Space Mom, yes. Oh. I miss you, Space Mom. Yeah. Uh, so, I have never seen this version of Godzilla. Mm -hmm. I have seen Godzilla films in the past. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm not a huge... Uh, I don't have a huge knowledge base about it. Yeah. But I do know Godzilla is very important in Japan. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's not just like a, a throwaway monster film. I also love monster movies. Yes, because Monster Smash. Giant kaiju films yeah. are, are amazing. One of my favorite movies of all time is Cloverfield. That's true. Um, I don't prefer, prefer Pacific Rim, but I get you. Pacific Rim is another great one. I love these movies where just like the immensity of these creatures and you have no idea what you're going to do about them. It's great. Uh, so I, I was looking forward to this movie. I love the ridiculousness of it all. It is like, also dumb. Yeah, like, there's a giant <laughs> lizard, so we're gonna find a giant moth to fight it. Yeah. And then maybe we'll take a giant samurai sword to its face. Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Sure, why not? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the whole thing. And, and Godzilla was really created as, as a response um, to, to nuclear war. Uh, mm -hmm. In the 1950s, Japan created the character, um, which was created and fed by, by nuclear fallout. Can't imagine why Japan would want to avoid nuclear war. Yeah. Uh, and unlike the 98 version, this movie really does kind of get into that. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's nice to see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so if you're ready, 
Let's do this! Let's do this? My voice is already high enough. <laughs> Curtain up. The movie begins by trying to nuke the fuck out of Godzilla back in the 1950s. Yeah, why not? I'm going to assume it didn't work. <laughs> uh, so this whole thing is... Uh, it's over the credits. And it's these kind of pictures... Uh, redacted, usually. This, uh, is, this is like old archival footage of when they did the first testing for the Yeah, bomb, so we'll, we'll find this out later. But the Bikini Atoll nuclear uh, tests that we've all seen footage of, they weren't tests. They were bombing Godzilla. Because they don't want him to exist anymore. Uh, so that, that gets discovered a little bit always, but... <laughs> So, we go to the Philippines in 1999. Dr. Sarazawa, played by Ken Montanabe, lands at what seems to be a giant archaeological dig with a big old hole leading down to something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely filled with radiation. What they find seems to be a gigantic skeletal structure. Sarazawa's assistant asks if it's him. But he says it's much, much older. They also find two giant spores, or, or eggs, essentially. One of them has gone completely dormant and fossilized, but one of them is hatched. They hear a giant kerfuffle above ground, and as we go up, we see a giant trail being led into the ocean. (laughs) In Japan, a power plant experiences unusual seismic activity, as survivor Joe Brody, who was working too hard for his, uh, who's working too hard for family, and forgets that it's his own damn birthday. Oh. Let me try that again. Sorry. In Japan, a power plant experiences unusual seismic activity as Supervisor Joe Brody, who is working too hard for family, forgets his own birthday. Disappointing his son for not wearing a birthday sign he made for him. Dick move, Heisenberg. I mean, no, he wasn't supposed to be in his office, so his son was supposed to put it in there before he got into his office. That's why oh, I said, right. oh, dad got up early this time? And she's like, oh, I'll go That's, distract him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was sad. Yeah. At the plant, they find seismic activity, uh, but it's not random. It's similar. It's not, not random like an earthquake. It's got a pattern to it, and it's, it's worth studying. So Joe sends his wife down with a team to go check it out. I guess they both work in this particular power plant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, something really starts shaking. As the team pulls out of wherever it is they're going. But there has been a breach. And nuclear material is pouring into the hallways. So they're in these, like, hazmat suits. And they're trying to race out of the place. Because even with those suits, they won't last very long. Um, So Joe goes down to try and save his wife. I don't know what the fuck he plans on doing, but go off, I guess. Um, Hold the door until she gets there. Basically, they're just like, we're going to seal the doors. He goes, no, I'll seal the doors manually. Sure. Um, He he goes down and waits for his wife, but he gets word that his wife won't make it. Uh, And they have to close the doors or else the nuclear material will infect the entire city. And he does so seconds before his wife arrives at the door. As they say their final goodbyes, uh, they say their final goodbyes, she tells him to 
take care of their son and be a good father. Something he ignores. <laughs> Blatantly. Uh, this is sad and all, uh-huh. but something's still shaking the fuck out of the ground. So I'm sorry we got to break this up, but we gotta go. <laughs> the entire power plant begins to crumble and collapse, killing everyone inside. Mm-hmm. As Ford watches in horror. Yes. Ford is their son. Did I say that? No. Ford, their son, watches in horror. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years later. An older Ford, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, is with his own wife, played by the Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, and, and it's weird. And it's strange. Uh, and his kid. He has just come back from a 14-month deployment. Uh, and he gets a phone call on his first night back with his, with his family. Mm-hmm. It's Joe! Not only did Joe survive... Somehow. But he's been arrested. <laughs> According to Ford, since the incident, he's become a wee bit of a crackpot... And it's super annoying. <laughs> Joe, who has apparently not aged a day in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Cranston, good looking man. I know. Uh, he brings Ford back to his home in Japan. And all the walls are papered with pictures of seismic activity and nuclear power plants. Uh, he's been taught, like, reading about echolocation. A whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apparently, their old house is now in a quarantine zone, and Joe was caught breaking in because he believes that the shift that caused the death of his wife was not random happenstance, but an attack of some sort, and he believes that the Japanese government is covering it up. But they got evacuated before he could grab any mementos, any of his plans, any pictures of his wife. Uh, So Joe stops for a second and asks Ford... If he realizes that he did everything they could to save her. And Ford doesn't answer. Uh, But does invite Joe to live with them in America. So he can spend more time with his grandson. (laughs) This is never touched upon again. Yeah. You think this would be the plot of the movie, but here we are. Yeah. I kind of thought that's where we were going. um, But we do not go there. This is going to be a running theme with this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of um, plot points that are kind of picked up and... Immediately dropped. And dropped, yeah. Uh, up to and including Brian Cranston. Yep. Uh, the next morning, however, Joe wants to go back because he saw something in the seismology and... Or the seismology and needs the data on his old discs from their home. He is obsessed with finding the truth. <laughs> Uh, and he cannot let the whole thing rest because he feels guilty for sending his wife down to the hole that eventually killed her. My boy needs therapy, not a disc. Uh, and like as we were as we were talking, we we were saying that if we didn't know this was a Godzilla movie, yeah. he would be crazy. Yeah, that's true. Like we are always on the people that on the side of the people who gets us to Godzilla because Godzilla movie. Yeah. But this man. Needs to be institutionalized. Like if, He needs therapy. He's yeah. had such a bad run of it. Yeah, but he has a warped perception of reality, clearly. Right? Right. And now he believes a random fisherman who tells him it wasn't an accident, man. Yeah. Like, this man needs serious professional help. And yet his military EOD son is like, sure, why not? I'll break into a quarantine zone. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's the thing. So, um... Ford, like we said, is military. He's EOD, so he understands bombs. 
that kind of comes up, but eh. kind of comes back. Uh, so both guys get suited up in radiation suits and to the quarantine zone. Mm-hmm. By the way, we've been in quarantine for about a year and a half at this point. Yes. A, a year and a couple months. Uh-huh. And I cannot spell quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I say it a lot. I don't spell it a whole bunch. Uh, so as they walk through the set of The Last of Us. I swear to God, it's the same set for every Japanese post-apocalyptic movie. It feels like it, eh? Like, there must be a city in Japan that's just a set. Of destroyed buildings that people can use <laughs> for movies. It feels like it's the exact same thing. It, it does. It's 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 like yeah. they use the same shots or something. Like it feels. It is shot well though. Like it's it's a good looking set. Yes, yeah, it's say. beautiful. I'm just saying. I feel like there's a designated city of this is where the apocalypse is. Mm-hmm. So Joe takes out a um, uh, a radiation detector. Mm-hmm. And he notices that there is no radiation whatsoever. Uh, and then he, like, takes off his helmet. Uh, and his son is like, what are you doing? And he's like, there's no radiation. The radiation amount here should be lethal. And Ford is just like, cool, off with this thing. Yeah, like, you just believe this crazy man? Like, what? I would, I would much sooner believe that his uh, radiation finder mm-hmm. is okay. broken. Yeah. Than I would believe that there is no radiation here. What's the radiation fire? A Geiger counter, right? Geiger counter. Thank you. I could not remember that to save my life. Um. Yeah, no. Clearly, the Geiger counter is broken because a nuclear factory crumbled. Were he still alive in 2021, Joe would absolutely be an anti-masker. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a science man. He's a science boy. Do science boys often believe in giant monsters? I don't know. We need more science boys. Good point. Anti-masker. Oh. <laughs> To, be, to his credit, though, he's right. He was right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, but I don't like admitting that. <laughs> he uh, was right. There was a giant monster out to get us. One time. <laughs> Actually, uh, like three times. Three times. Yeah, technically, you're right. <laughs> and as the series goes on, several more. Yeah. Um, so they go to their old house. Joe finds the old discs of uh, information at his house. And finally finds a picture of his wife as a memento that he can keep. Mm-hmm. I thought this would come up way more, but it doesn't. He finally sees the banner that says happy birthday, dad, that yeah. his son made him. Oh, So that's, you know, that's kind of sad. Uh, young Ford had a pet named Mothra. <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he called it Mothy, but the tape fell off and there was a diorama there. So it said Moth and then Ruh. Mothra. <laughs> Aha. Uh, inside their old house, they hear helicopters fly by. Whatever's going on here, the government is trying to cover it up. Uh, they get, go outside and they see the plant that collapsed 15 years ago is in the process of being rebuilt. But before we can figure out why, they get arrested for trespassing. Yeah. Uh, we go into the the facility and it harbors this, like, massive chrysalis. It is gigantic it is feeding off of nuclear energy, mm-hmm. and it's, like, living. And it's, like, a weird claw shape. Yeah. So, like, on the plus side, it's eating the radiation. So, good for it. Yeah. Right? Uh, Dr. Sarazawa, who's still up and kicking, still alive, apparently, mm-hmm. is watching this thing closely because he believes whatever it is is about to break open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he walks in and sees the newly arrested Joe 
Because Joe was like, I used to work here. I know him. He's We used to work together. He, I know him. He is totally trying to white mansplain his way out of being arrested yeah. in Japan. And I'm not sure that should actually work. Also, after this, Joe and Dr. Sarazawa never actually talk. Really? Nah, never. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can say that. He, right? Dr. Sarazawa does one thing. He points to them both and goes, them. <laughs> and then he talks to Ford, but he never talks to Joe. Which is weird, because Ford was way more... Not Ford. Joe's way more valuable. Yeah. Uh, Joe sees that the reflection in the um, seismograph, seismology, the, the, the earthquake stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not an earthquake. It's an EMP. And whatever's happening before, that first thing 15 years ago, mm-hmm. is happening again. The exact same pulses, the exact same uh, readings. Back in the chrysalis, the pulses are getting very close. Uh, it's almost as if, like, when you're giving birth, you, like, your contractions are getting closer. It's getting closer to breaking. Oh. That's what's going on here. Uh, it's getting closer and closer. So they're just like, hey, kill it. Dr. Sarazawa is like, shut the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. We're, we're done here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they do. They, they shut the whole thing down. Everything goes black. Uh, and... The vitals seem to flatline. But Uh-oh. we are far too late. We go inside to poke it. <laughs> okay, so these guys are really bad at evacuating because we were like, get the fuck out. And they were just like, oh, no, look at it. And it was just like, guys, please, guys, leave. for God's sake, you should go. Um, so they go up to poke it and then it breaks through. Yep. It hatches whatever it is. Uh, I thought it was Mothra. I thought it was Mothra as well, but it isn't. Sirizawa watches in horror as the thing hatches and begins to crawl out. The Muto is here, and it's pissed. As he crawls out of the cocoon and onto the ground, it crashes the infrastructure around it, causing a bridge that Joe is walking on to collapse and fall. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Ford tries to run and help him, but he's way too late. And Joe eventually succumbs to his wounds and dies, as Ford admits to him that he was right the whole time. Thanks for prompting, Brian Cranston. <sighs> there were so many, like, he finally got a picture of his wife and came home to the birthday sign yeah. or whatever. And, like, he went through all that trouble to get floppy disks because mm-hmm. it was 1999. Uh, this first, and now that we, we've seen it and we, we can state, this was about 45 minutes of the film. Yeah. And it could have been cut. <laughs> it really could have. Like, what is its purpose of being here? Like, just say, soldier deployed to fight Godzilla. Like, Meet you on the other side. Yeah, like, the whole thing can be basically cut. Yeah. Uh, outside of, of two two important things. One, there's a Mudo. Mudo. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, the seismograph technology we, we thought was was going on. Um, Joe believes that in echolocation that whatever it was was communicating to something. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all we need to know from here. Thanks for coming, Brian Cranston. And he was locked briefly in a utility closet that had a window, and I want to know what utility closet has an interrogation window in it. That's it. That's yeah, all I want to know. that is also weird. Um, so... Dr. Sherazawa calls the still grieving Joe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. into a uh, a briefing room. 
There's far for your loss. Come fight Godzilla with yeah, us. Yeah, basically. Uh, so we're on the USS Saratoga, mm-hmm. and we get a rundown on our mission. The MUTO, or Massive Unidentified Terrestrial Object, which is bullshit because it's got wings, so it's not terrestrial, mm-hmm. which they mention. As they are explaining that <laughs> name to us. So... Uh, anyway, we gotta kill it before anybody finds out about it. Because right now, people think that this is an earthquake, and we want to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Sarazawa calls the still-grieving Ford in to help him out. <laughs> and we find out about that whole Bikini Atoll thing. Uh, we were just trying to kill Godzilla. We weren't testing stuff. Definitely weren't testing stuff, boys. And so when we found out there were giant monsters, we created, uh, kind of an underground, um, I I guess like a a military facility, a a military group, Mm -hmm. similar to the Men in Black, but for monsters. We called it Monarch, right? Yeah. Okay. They are called Monarch. Uh, and Monarch first discovered uh, this giant monster. They call it an apex predator. It was underwater for years, and they wanted to keep it that way, so that's why they bombed it. Monarch eventually called the thing Gojira. Uh, the Muto were awakened years and years ago when we drilled into its tomb like assholes. Yeah. And it hatched and crawled out towards the nearest source of radiation which happened to be Joe's power plant. These creatures, Godzilla, uh, the Mudos, any sort of kaiju, feed on nuclear energy, Mm. which is why nuking them is dumb. Yes. So we're out of plan A through F. Do we have a plan after that, or does Hardison just die? I believe Hardison just dies. I see. Uh, So we discovered that with that echolocation thing we were talking about, the Mudo was talking to somebody, and they believe it was talking to Godzilla. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Muto mm-hmm. attacks a nuclear Russian sub and brings it to the island of Oahu. Mm-hmm. For some reason. I don't really know why. And there's goop everywhere? Yeah. Um, so it cracks it open and, like, drinks the radiation like like a pop. Yeah. Um, like those little 90 things with the twist ties at the top? Yeah. It's like... Um, and it causes absolute havoc around the island. Mm-hmm. Naturally, it's a giant monster. Yeah. At a luau somewhere, uh, a kid looks to the beach and is like, Dad, look! And they look out the water and the guy's like, oh, there's a tsunami coming, everybody run. Mm-hmm. But one thing you'll learn in these movies is that a tsunami is never a tsunami. A gigantic creature mm-hmm. begins to crest the water and swims underneath the USS Saratoga. People run and scream from the ensuing wave, but most are too late because the tsunami starts destroying the city streets and everybody on it. And all the puppers, too. Yeah. The army begins to fire flares into the air and fire at the gigantic creature, which does not solve anything because Americans are dumb. Yep. Why are you shooting at it? Why are you, like, with guns? Mm-hmm. The Muto attacks a tram that Ford is on. Uh... And he does all he can to save a child from falling out the back. Mm-hmm. And the Muto just begins smacking helicopters out of the air and fighter jets. Like, they're all going down. They're all trying to attack, and they're not getting getting done. Um, he lets out uh, an EMP, and it causes a cascade of planes to blow up in the uh, 
Oahu Airport. Mm -hmm. One after the other, after the other, after the other. And I'm just sitting there going, plane shouldn't be that flammable. Yeah. This is, this is probably an hour into the film. And I know it sounds like we're rushing through this. There's not much to talk about. Yeah, really. Uh, so, boom, 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 boom. There go the, the planes. We're inside uh, the, the airport now. We look outside and we see a giant foot. Giant, green, it's scaly. And we pan up. Finally, after an hour of screen time, and it's awe-inspiring, terrifying glory, it's Godzilla. Yeah! Hell yes, let's go. Godzilla versus Muto. We cut to the next day. I was like, ring the bell. And they were just like, moving on. We cut to the next day. It's not that like, we passed out. We don't know what happened. We don't know anything that happened. We don't know if they fought. We don't know if they we know stared at each other for a little I bit. I believe the next scene says the Muto then went to San Francisco for yeah, some reason. But we don't see that. We do not. This is the moment where the film loses all momentum. Um, so people have talked about this before, that there's not enough Godzilla in Godzilla. They're right. And I, I agree to a point. But I understand this slow buildup. Mm-hmm. They're trying to pull a Jaws. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're trying to pull a Jaws, and, and you don't see the monster till, till a while in. But we're probably about an hour into the film at this point. Maybe a little bit longer, actually. Mm-hmm. And we've had the buildup. We've seen little bits of, like, little glimpses. We've heard the stories. And we see this, like, standing in the middle of, of the, the island. Mm-hmm. It's Godzilla. We see the Muto. This is the moment where you have them first fight. Mm-hmm. They don't need to win, obviously. Like, you, you don't need to show them everything. But give us, like, a collar and elbow tie-up and, like, throw somebody, <laughs> into, a, throw somebody into a building. You know, give us, give us something. Laser breath. Yeah, just, just something. You don't have to go whole hog. But you got to give us a little bit of action. And it cuts. We don't even get, like, a transition scene. Nope. It is the next day. Um, it is a hard smash cut. And it's from that from that point, I was really like, oh, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, it, it really sucked the wind out of my sails. Well, I'm not here for people. I'm here for giant monster fights. And I was gonna say, like, you need you need the people in a Godzilla film. Yeah. Uh, because you have to have some sort of story going on. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And I understand. Like I said, the first forty five minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. perfect. Do your thing. And I even like. I, I get you need the, the plot afterwards. I got that. It's all good. But you got two hours. Yes. Just give us something. Just not much, but give us a little bit of something to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have written here, I don't really know what happened. I guess the Muto and Godzilla decided to fuck off over towards San Francisco. <laughs> Did I black out? Did you black out? Yeah. Did we black out? I literally had a moment. Like, we were, we were watching this together, which we don't often do. Um... But, but like, the scene stopped, and I went, what, did I, did I miss something? Did I, did I black out? Did you black out? Someone has blacked out. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Uh, so Godzilla's not in Hawaii anymore. And yeah, honestly, I'm, like, the people parts were so uh, boring that we're just like, we've been to Hawaii. There's no tram in Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> we have. <laughs> we look at all the parts where, where the Muto and Godzilla not fight, but kind of meet. Uh, we've been there. And we were just like, that's where our hotel was. Like, we were in that. If that's the Hilton, we were right there. 
And, like, that means that's the port. And, like, you guys don't have a lot of places to run. I was going like, to shoot fireworks up there at, every Friday night. Yeah, if you want high ground, just go to the Hilton. Like, um, um, but, yeah. There's no tram. We would have been on a tram. That is a cement building of walking. Yeah, basically. Um, so, they're going off to San Francisco, we guess. Uh, and also, we discover that the Muto was indeed talking, but it wasn't talking to Godzilla. It was talking to something else. Godzilla was just listening. Uh, so that's not good. Uh-oh. Uh, wherever it's headed, it's going for radiation, obviously. Um, and so they ask, well, where's the ra- radiation? And Dr. Sarazawa goes, where you put all your radiation the swamps of Florida. <laughs> now I'm talking with you. It's the Yucca Mountain Nuclear Waste Repository in Nevada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know this existed. I did. Really? Yeah. I see. I I don't know enough about nuke stuff. That's where we. Do, it's just a nuke dump site. We yeah. put the used nukes down there. I don't want to go. <laughs> Good. It belongs to the <laughs> Department of Energy. Uh. So they go. We send send some boys out there. Uh, but we're way too late because another Muto, this time wingless and way bigger, and apparently female, is alive, well, and kicking. In Paris? It, like, crunched the Eiffel Tower, I think? No. No? No. Oh, okay. The, this is in Nevada. So it might oh. have crushed the Eiffel Tower in Las Vegas. Oh, maybe that's where I'm getting it. Um, this one is female. The Muto wasn't calling just to chat. That was a mating call. Mm-hmm. The two Mutos are going to get down and bizet. So it sent a hey girl you up? Exactly. <laughs> so here's the idea. We blow up some nukes. We get the ensuing nuclear fallout to lure all three monsters to one place. Mm-hmm. And we kill them all at once. Dr. Sarazawa, however, is the um, conduit for the viewer. Because he's like, hey... Why don't we let Godzilla fight him? Which is just an insane idea. Which is just if you hatch it. Like, if you don't live in the Godzilla universe, like, <laughs> if you've never seen, like, presumably these movies don't exist in this universe, right? right? Like, what if we just let one monster fight the other two? That man's insane! I was gonna say, just because I agree doesn't make it a good idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dr. Sarazawa believes that Godzilla is essentially the great neutralizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, his goal is essentially Earth's um, savior, mm-hmm. his, its guardian. And if we just let Godzilla fight the Mutos, everything will turn out okay. Yeah. And everybody's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Are you out of your goddamn mind? How are you a doctor? <laughs> Did you take head damage in the last 10 explosions? Um, and so they're just like, why are you like, I understand this is bad. We don't want to nuke anybody and we're, we're trying to keep lives down but mm-hmm. this is a weird thing like why, why are you so against it um and he takes out this pocket watch uh and he gives it to the guy and he goes oh it's it's stopped and he's like yeah eight forty-five a.m and the guy looks up and he goes hiroshima and Sarah's i was like yeah that was my father's okay okay that's good enough for me <laughs> we never go back to that but no, like, we don't. Okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna leave this here. Cool. Uh, I get it. You want to avoid nuclear war because your father died in a nuclear blast. Yeah, I would too. 
but also there's giant monsters about. Yeah. So call the men in black. I don't know. <laughs> so Ford tries to get on to the mission to shoot the nuke at the monster. Because he's EOD, he understands bombs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you understand these kinds of bombs, but hey. Um, so he goes up and he goes, hey, let me on this train. I got to get back to my family. And they're like, no. And he's like, please. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. It's yeah. that simple. He's here and he's gone. Um, and then we do like 15 minutes. Where we just kind of do army stuff for a little bit. Yeah, we do army stuff. I don't understand it. A lot of people are like, scramble the jets and whatever. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm hungry. Do we have mac and cheese? Yeah. I think we have mac and cheese. <laughs> so we, we go underground. The the, the idea is we, we take a bunch of nukes. We put them on this train. We send them underground. We blow them up. Mm-hmm. We guide everybody here. Um... There is one interesting part here where, where the the squad is around. The train kind of goes off. And so they're like, fuck, everybody down. And there's a scene where the Muto is like walking through the the underground tunnels it's built. Mm-hmm. And they have to remain quiet or, or else it'll attack and kill them. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Mm-hmm, um, you know, it had some tension. It was interesting. Obviously, you were pretty sure nothing was going to happen because Ford was there, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's why they killed Brian Cranston to to give you that anything can happen. Yeah, but here's the thing: I don't care about the humans. I want to see monster punches. I, I understand. I'm I'm just trying to give it like a little bit of context. I'm, I understand. I'm just saying, like, punch the monsters. Yeah, I like punching. And I like I like punching. <laughs> uh, we also find out that the female Muto. Has a ton of eggs. Mm-hmm. That's not what you want. No. Also, somehow, a flaming train sneaks up on them. <laughs> somehow. like Which the, is just silly. Which, they're standing on railroad tracks. and Suspended they, railroad tracks. Like, it's not on the ground. Yeah. It is on a bridge. They are standing on the railroad tracks. And through the ether comes a flaming train. And if I learned anything about trains, is you can feel and hear them yeah. literally a mile <laughs> a away. A mile away. And they just, like, they're standing there and go, oh, fuck, train. And it's on fire. <laughs> Which in any other movie, I'd be like, well, that was cool. Yeah, it blows up, uh, knocks the bridge out, knocks a lot of people to the ground. Mm-hmm. And the monster is like, whoa. And he's just like, oh, sweet, nukes. <laughs> and he starts eating them like M&M's. <laughs> and so they're like, uh, guys, we fucked up. <laughs> Uh, Ford now at this point, uh, but well, we, we, we fucked up the train. So now we got to airlift some nukes. Mm-hmm. All right. Kind of a waste of time, but whatever. Ford then asks, Hey, what are we doing? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> they explain the mission to him. The fact that we're going to blow this up over there and guide them that way mm-hmm. and then blow it up and kill all three of them. But, like, he's been on this mission for hours. He's not even supposed to be here today. He got released. He's done his deployment. Like, this is literally the plot of Clerks. He wasn't even supposed to work here today. So, we go to San Francisco. We're on a bus. And, again, if it, we're, we're probably in the last half hour of this movie. If it feels like we're, we're running through it too quickly, there's a lot of dead space where... Fuck all happens. Not a whole lot of interesting things happen. 
Um, Godzilla doesn't show up. People say stuff. And... Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's not that the, the human parts are, are not interesting. They, they have their, their points, obviously. They have their moments. But we get a lot of, like, exposition and a lot of... A, a, we, we get a very little amount of information said mm-hmm. very verbosely. Mm. Um, stuff I can sum up in one or two sentences. And away we go. Mm-hmm. Um... So, we are in San Francisco, because that's where we're going to blow stuff up. Yeah, why not? Um, Let's do it in the most populated city on the West Coast. We have successfully lured Godzilla, uh, who's just, like, kind of swimming through the through the thing. And Godzilla looks cool. Like, we haven't gotten a lot of shots of him. But if there's one thing this movie does very, very well, it's to portray just the immense size of these monsters. Mm-hmm. They look huge. And they look destructive. Like, one step, and it's gonna break some shit. Uh, so that's done very well. Godzilla shows up, and it, then he, like, it looks like he's gonna crash right through a battleship. Mm-hmm. And he stops. And everybody's just like, um... Huh? And then he stands off, which kind of fucks him up a little bit. <laughs> and at one point, so they're, they're like, the, the ship is basically capsizing. Mm-hmm. And one guy goes, hold on! To what? <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, yeah, like, if it wants to destroy you, it's pretty... To Godzilla's credit, he's trying to work around the humans. Like, yeah, he is. He's, he's doing his best. He's, he's doing his best, but he's a giant lizard monster. So he, like... Trying to like dives under the boats and tries to come up the other side. Like, excuse <laughs> Try me. Trying to miss them, yeah. Excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. You made these cities so small, excuse me. <laughs> and like in the very first Godzilla movie, the very first Japanese one in 1950s, um, Godzilla was the bad guy. He was a monster and you wanted to kill the monster. Yes. Uh, and then he kind of transitioned to being more of an anti hero and then eventually a hero. Yes. Here, he is unequivocally a hero. Like, that's. Mm-hmm. He's the good guy, but people just don't understand him. So, Godzilla stands up, like he said, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> like, he dives under them and then he comes up the other side. I can only assume Godzilla's trying to be polite. Yeah. And he stands up, knocks some things over, and he's like, bro! <laughs> and then they start shooting at him. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, they shoot guns, like rifles, and then missiles. Um, and for some reason, Godzilla takes that personally. <laughs> like, he did his best to try and not touch your boat and use. Knife at him? At one point, Godzilla grabs the side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to rip it off and, like, hit somebody with it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. No, he just lost his footing for a minute. Yeah, it's like he was, it's like he was going, it's okay. They don't understand. <laughs> like, when you're really angry at a child, you're just like, fuck it. Mm. It's okay. Um. Well, they're annoying and with all the bullets, like... Uh, just aggressively crying in his face, like, ah, you're so annoying right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shut up. Have you seen the Muto? <laughs> hey, excuse me. Do you, uh, I just you? wanted to ask you a question. <laughs> have you seen the monster, yay or nay? <laughs> have you gentlemen seen, <clears throat> have you gentlemen seen a giant monster who kind of looks like me, but a little bit shorter? <laughs> Do you mind? But, like, gross. <laughs> like me, but more of a bug and gross. <laughs> excuse me. So, <laughs> Muto does show up and releases an EMP. 
Uh, and it causes a pretty cool scene where jets start to fall from the sky. Yeah. Uh, and just like aircraft falling into into the water because they have no no electricity. Yeah. And then uh, Godzilla's just like, oh, there he is. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the male and female Muto uh, finally reunite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kind of nose cuddle? Yeah, they kind of have this, like, like animals. They kind of, like, headbutt, and they're just like, hey. <laughs> and it's like, you're watching, and you're just like, that's kind of cute, actually. I thought he was going, she was going to eat him, like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, at one point, the female one, the female one is bigger and uh, doesn't have wings. And it's, like, four times its size. Yeah. Like, and it, like, opens its mouth and, like, goes around its head. I'm like, oh, God, it's going to kill it. Uh, but no, he just, like, kind of nibbles at him for a little bit. It takes the nuke from its mouth and eats it. Yeah, so he, he's, like, he brought her, brought her a nuke. Have <laughs> you ever seen that meme of the two lizards? And the one lizard's walking away, and the other one is walking. They're both bipedal. Uh-huh. And they have, like, he's got, like, a piece of bread in his hand. He's like, come on, baby, don't be like that. I brought you some toast. <laughs> That's what this reminds me of. Hey, baby, how's it going? I brought you a nuke. And she's like, hell Yeah. Oh, thanks for the snack. And she, like, cracks it open and feeds it to her babies in, in, in the egg sack. Um, <laughs> be that way, I'm buying you some toast. <laughs> I love that meme so much. <laughs> oh, meanwhile, back in the uninteresting part, saving Private Zilla. Uh, uh, <laughs> because the Mutos have knocked out all electricity, they cannot come from the ground. They have to come from the air. So they're going to do a halo jump uh, and nuke all three of them at once. Mm-hmm. The jump master... Is played by goddamn Jared Kiso of Letterkenny. Yeah, uh, I literally was just like, was that Jared goddamn Kiso? I haven't gotten to do this in a long time. He's Canadian, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's really weird because he sounds like he's got the exact same cadence. I think he as, just talks like that. As Wayne. Yeah, like clearly he just talks like that. But like he's got the exact same cadence as Wayne. And so you're just like, Lieutenant, ready for scrap? <laughs> Yep. Officer, ready for a scrap? Yep. Fuck boys. Tough scrap. And he goes to fight Godzilla. Wayne. Godzilla. <laughs> it's Godzilla. How are you now? Good you? Oh, not so bad. Listen, there's a giant lizard coming to destroy us. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, all right, we're going to prep and we're going to nuke him. And Ciro's out was like, hey, I still think we should um, let them fight. Can we just let them fight? I think it would be cool. And they're like, ah, I don't know, we'll see. And so for <laughs> a second, they're, they're locking people into, like, um, bomb shelters, essentially. Yeah. Keep, keeping them safe. Mm-hmm. And we see this moment where Godzilla, like, stands right in front of the, the Muto. And they finally, like, collide. Uh, Godzilla, like, bites him in, in the wing. And then the door shuts. Like, it shuts on the scene with the doors. And I'm literally standing there going, no, 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 no. The door shuts and we don't see anything. God damn it! Uh, Gib. Gib to me. But instead of seeing these two awesome monsters collide and fight each other for a little bit, we cut to Ford looking at stupid pictures of his dumb family for jerks. I know. He didn't even have to get it out of a quarantine zone. He just brought that from home. So... We do the... Yeah, that's the other thing. It's not the picture of his mom and dad. Like, we never see that again. Anyway, Ugh. we go, we do the halo jump, and it's done at night. Uh, and so we get some really, really cool shots in this movie. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, as they are falling through the sky, we get like kind of like the the edge of the, 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 the sunset. 
Um, and they land, and you can kind of see them pop up. And there's through... streaks of red through the sky. Yeah, you can see them pop up through the fog. And they land. And there's a moment where they're kind of looking into the horizon. And lightning flashes. Mm-hmm. And you see Godzilla's just, like, hulking form. And then, like, just in that flash of light, and then it goes away, and he goes away. Um, like, shit like that is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish there was more of it. <laughs> Um, and then some guy is just like, because he snaps, because he's the soldier with zero focus. He's yeah. just like, hey, dude, come soldier. You yeah. Because we, oh, apparently we're only allowed to see Godzilla and Muto fight when somebody else is, like, one of the characters is looking at it. Ugh. At one point, we literally see it through his eyes. Like, it's a first person view. Uh, I felt more like I was on one of those rides at Universal or something. Yeah. Versus watching a movie. Yeah. This would have been a cool ride, though. I know. Like, if, if Universal wants to do or WB wants to do that. <gasps> Remember that? that? Was it a King Kong ride? Yeah. Where this giant animatronic literally scared me to death? Yeah. Uh, see? Shit, like, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see him again next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we can only really see them fight if somebody else is looking at them, which, eh. I don't care for it. Um, so... You know, I, I mentioned how Cloverfield is, is one of my favorite movies. And they do this in Cloverfield 2. You don't see the monster very clearly at all um, for much of the film. Mm-hmm. But the difference is Cloverfield is 88 minutes. This movie is two hours. Uh, and also Cloverfield isn't built on a fight. That's true. All Godzilla movies are basically built on a fight. Yeah. Um. So... You know, in, in Cloverfield, when you do finally see, like, a good shot of the monster, um, first of all, you you also hear it in the background a lot. Mm-hmm. You hear bombs going off. You hear buildings smash. You hear, you know, just chaos going on. And in this, you don't really. Like, if you're not looking at Godzilla and Muto, they're not fighting. Yeah. It's not like they're fighting behind the scenes and we're missing it. It's like, that's not happening at all. It really wanted to hammer home that just, like, a series of 9-11s are happening all over the world. Yeah, basically. Um, so they find that the warhead is a kilometer up the street. Uh, and they also mention a sniper. It's okay, we got snipers on the roof. What the fuck do you <laughs> expect a sniper to do against <laughs> goddamn Zilla? Yeah, I was, I remember we saw them be like, what, what is the purpose of them? Are, do they have bazookas? Like, what? I was going to say, yeah, what, what do you expect? You shoot him in the eye? Great shot, but... It'll what? still it'll ricochet like Superman. You're like, you know that scene where the bullet <laughs> bounces off his eye? That's a stupid scene, too. Yeah, but it's that's what is going to happen. Yeah. Like, at most, you'll give him an itchy eye. There is a scene where Godzilla and the Muto collide over the jump team as they go to find the warhead, which is kind of cool. Um, they go down the hole where the Muto came up, and it turns out there's a nest filled with eggs... Filled with more mutos. And it's so... It, I hate bugs and this, like, trigger that... I was gonna say, you hate that. ...thing, and I felt so itchy. I'm like, oh, God, it's gotta kill it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're just like, no, no, we gotta go. No, you gotta kill it. Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. So we finally get a little bit of Godzilla Muto action. Mm-hmm. Godzilla and Muto are having an old-school Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior test of strength. Yeah. As they're just kind of, like, pushing each other back. Eventually, Godzilla pushes him to the ground... Uh, and when he thinks he's got the upper hand, 
By God, there goes male Muto with a steel chair to the wings. Yeah, he literally had his giant Godzilla foot on its neck. Yeah, it's just like, boom, what up? <laughs> and the second one was just like, Superman punch. Because he's got wings, right? Yeah, and he like, was like, whoosh, boom. Would you fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> and he just like collides with the back of his head. And you see Godzilla's just like, why? Um, so back downstairs where things aren't interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Ford realizes that he has to destroy the nest or else this is just going to happen again. Uh, so while everybody goes above ground, he stays and blows that shit sky high. And he's a hero. And he's a hero. And I thank him for his service. Thank you, sir. This, for some reason, angers the Muto. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mama Muto just walks over to it and starts screaming because yeah. I guess she wanted those babies. Well, it sucks to be her. Yeah. And so the Muto looks at that and it, it freaks out, obviously. And it turns and it sees Ford, who's like kind of lying on the ground. Mm-hmm. And she gets like right up, right up to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, this is going to fucking suck. And then, but you don't see like Godzilla's behind the Muto. Mm-hmm. And he's like powering up. He has the same, like, it's the sound of humming from like something electrical. Yeah, it's literally going like, boo. And you can, like, see the power bar rising because it starts in his tail yeah. and it goes up his and head. And it glows up blue. Uh, and, it, like, he turns around and the Muto's like, what is that? Uh-oh. Boom! <laughs> Nuclear breath laser to the skull. And it just annihilates him against the wall. I loved it. Uh, the male Muto is really upset now. Mm-hmm. So it flies into a fury at one point. It flies over uh, and... Tries to pick Godzilla up, it seems. Mm-hmm. Tries to grab him and, like, fly upwards, but he can't because he's Godzilla. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And he Godzilla wriggles out, knocks him down, and then tail whips him into a building. Mm-hmm. Knocks him out, throws him to the side, and eventually it ends up killing the Muto. Which I also thought was interesting. When it does, it makes the powering down. Yeah, it actually is just like, ooh. And I'm like, are these things electronic? What the hell? <laughs> uh, Godzilla exhausted by the effort, like, collapses down onto the ground. Uh, and, like, its big, big-ass head is, like, just staring. And it turns and sees Ford. Mm-hmm. And Ford looks at it just like, oh, my God. And Godzilla, they give each other a look, like, good work, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna go. And Godzilla kind of, like, fades away into the night. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you lose a 17,000-foot Godzilla. It's really foggy out, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, it was just kind of a cool moment because they like he opens his eyes and they kind of look at each other and he's like, "Hey, rough day for you too." Uh huh. Cool. Godzilla nap now. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm sorry about your city. Uh yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie. Sorry about the mess. Um. So yeah. Hey, remember that female Muto? Yeah. That bitch ain't dead. Uh. Uh, and it begins to attack the shoreline. Oh, no. And it's just, like, smacking boats out of the water, and it's, it's pissed. It really wants that nuke that's about to go off in, like, five minutes yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so Ford has the nuke, and it's in a boat. Mm-hmm. So he runs over to the boat, and he pushes out, and he guides the boat to the water. Uh, the Muto sees it and begins to slowly approach, getting ready to, to kill him. Mm-hmm. And Ford looks at that, and he's just like, well, this is how this is going to end. Because that's just, that's just how my day's going. And again, the Muto gets, like, really up close to it. Uh, he's just like, hey, how's it going? And then you see from behind, Godzilla shows up, grabs it by the head, 
yanks its jaws open wide and fires the nuclear laser down its throat, beheading him completely. And then tossing its head like it's no big deal. And Godzilla is my new religion because that was so cool. That was cool. So he's like, he throws the head out. He does like the Godzilla roars. Like, Rah! and then he begins to walk back towards uh, the city. Mm-hmm. Um, Ford passes out because, holy shit, what a day, eh? Yeah. Uh, Never mind the fact that this bomb's about to go off in five minutes. I was going to say, the bomb is still ready to go off, but to him, he did his job. The bomb is away from the city. It's going to blow up. Both the muters are dead. Godzilla's asleep somewhere. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of, like, lies back, shuts his eyes, and it's just like, this is how it's going to go. And then he kind of, like, fades in and out of consciousness mm-hmm. as a helicopter shows up, and some army guys come down and pick him up and fly him away as the nuke blows up behind them. You survived, uh, Ford. Good job. Yeah. The next morning, Godzilla is stone cold passed out in the middle of the city. Yeah. Here he is sleeping on the remnants of Chinatown. Like he is <laughs> asleep like a dog. Just like it's head down on the ground. It's just like out. Like he, much like our own personal dog, is sleeping in a super inconvenient place. <laughs> <laughs> and people are just kind of like walking up to him and going, what the fuck is that? I couldn't tell if he was snoring or if that was the sound of helicopters. Yeah. So but it, I wanted to pet Godzilla. Is that weird? <laughs> it's a little cute, isn't it? <laughs> so Ford goes to, they, they have like a, um, uh, uh, a rendezvous point where everybody can kind of find their family. It's in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, Ford finds uh, his son. I don't know how. He just has his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife shows up. There's a little subplot about trying to get his son to safety, but it wasn't very interesting. Um, and Ford finds his son, and they reunite with his wife. And then Godzilla slowly begins to wake up. And some people are just like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, woohoo, Godzilla! Savior or destroyer? And Tonight, actually, at 11. Yeah, on the news, um, he is declared king of the monsters. Mm-hmm. Godzilla stands up. Kind of shakes off, shakes off the rust and walks slowly back into the ocean. Gives one last hell yeah roar. And then flumps into the ocean. flumps into the ocean what? to rest to another day. Ford is reunited with his family. Joe is vindicated in death for all his crazy delusions. The Mutos have been defeated. Godzilla remains victorious. The king stays king. Everyone is happy. Curtain down. I am of two minds about this movie. Mm-hmm. Overall, I like it. Okay. There's more I like than I dislike. Okay. But there are large swaths of this movie where just nothing really happens. There are so many broken plot lines, right? Yeah. Like, there was a point when Brian Cranston was just like, uh, that thing killed my monster. I deserve answers. I deserve to know what it is. And then he dies. Yeah, and he's like, absolutely, you're right. He does. Oh, bye. Uh, like, he was quintessential to this plot. He's the only <laughs> one who, like, knew about the seismic activity. He had discs. They, they kind of hit us. Them. Yeah, they hit us with the, the, the Scream 1 fake out. That's true. Uh, for those of you who don't know, in, in the original Scream, Drew Barrymore uh, was a much allowed part of the cast. Mm-hmm. She did, like, interviews. She did media. She did, like, she was on the poster. She she's still the, trailers. the main character on the poster. She yeah. is, yeah. If you look at the poster, she's still the main character. And spoiler alert for the movie Scream from 1999, 
she dies in the first scene of the film. Yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, there's a large swap. The, the, the moments when you see Godzilla and he, he does Godzilla things, mm-hmm. they're really well done. <laughs> like, they are. Like, like I said, the scale of this movie is really cool. It is. They didn't spare any expense for Godzilla, really. Like, they did their best to make Godzilla as cool as he could possibly yeah. be. Um, so there's stuff like that. I think they did Godzilla well. It felt like Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, this is true. But I understand what you were trying to do with the slow reveal and the slow kind of, like, tension build up to actually finally seeing Godzilla do his thing. Yes. Um, I just think it went on too long. And there were moments, like like I said, early, not early, halfway through the film. Yeah. When they have that face-off in Hawaii. That should have been the moment where we saw something. You know, just a little, little action scene. We literally had Godzilla, monster in this corner, monster in co- that corner, and a ring, guys. Yeah. Like, in this corner, Godzilla. In that corner, not Godzilla. Fight! <laughs> yeah, we should have got just a little bit of something, but when we didn't, I, I felt like honestly it, it took a lot out of the movie. Um, just like the the air kind of went out of the sails, because mm-hmm. then, like we had this build up, and you felt like you were gonna reach a crescendo, and I went no 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 another five minutes at least. Oh, by the way, it's <laughs> heading for the West Coast, not Portland. It's heading for San San Francisco. Oh, that's fine. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you were like you were almost there, and then they, they blue balled you. Is what they did. Really um, did. And she's like, "You're almost there," and then no, nope, no, nope, we're going another twenty minutes. And you're just like, "Fuck." Uh, and then the next twenty minutes were just not that interesting to me. No, it's uh, not. So yeah, I think overall though, I think there was more I liked than what I didn't like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna give it a six. That's true, because if, like, it's not middle of the road that is, like... I was going to say, like, it's it's not a bad movie. I, I, I don't want to give that idea. But I, I feel like I wanted more from it. Yes, I wanted more... Mo- we came here for monster fighting, not for peasant people problems, right? Yeah. So, like, I think six is... Like, I was... Like trying to bounce somewhere between five and seven, and the number between that is six. It's six, <laughs> uh, because a seven is way too high, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's not a seven, but I, I don't want to call it a five. It's definitely not anything below that. I yeah, a six is just kind of where where I feel it, it it should be. This is true. Um, um, yeah, I think if you like Godzilla, if you like this franchise, this is a solid movie. Um, but it's, it's, it's not, I don't know. I don't even want to say it's not as as good as it could be. It's, it's not what I expected. Yeah. We have one criteria for Godzilla movie, monster fighting. And it only gave us 30 minutes of it, of a two hour movie. I don't even think it was 30 minutes. Like I I thought maybe, you know, 10 overall. We were looking for Mad Max Fury Road and what they gave us was not that. That's a good point. You know, Mad Max Fury Road is essentially one long car chase. Yes, and that's what we wanted from Mad Max, and they gave it to us on a silver platter. Yeah, so, I don't know. That's, uh, 
But that, you know, that, that's that's what we think. It is... Again, I don't want to say it's bad, but I, I'm probably not going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. But, like... But there's so many abandoned plot lines besides the Brian Cranston thing. Like, he... There was the... Uh, you know I did everything to save your mom, right? And he doesn't answer. Yeah. There was the fact that he, uh, Ford and his wife haven't seen each other in the dawn of forever because yeah. he's been deployed. That his son uh, thinks he's going to disappear one day because his dad's a soldier. There was that moment, yeah, because um, his dad just arrived after 14 years. <laughs> and his kid goes, Dad, are you going to be here tomorrow? And he's like, of course. <laughs> Clearly, like, setting up the fact that... Mm-hmm. He's he hasn't been around much, and then also he's not. Yeah, he immediately he, got the call from Joe, be like, "Hey, yo, I'm uh, stuck in a conflict. Come he, get me." He leaves the next day for Japan. Uh, uh, and we never see that. That never comes up. So I, uh, yeah. So I, I think a six is a good, a good solid six. Yeah, because they introduced like he. There was that kid on the train. You know? Yeah, I didn't even talk about him because it didn't matter. It didn't matter, but it set up that kid like he was going to be his companion for this movie. And nope. I was going to say, I thought we were going to get like a short round, but yeah, no. no. There was a good boy who could detect, uh, what was it? Tsunamis? And we had a tracking shot of that dog for a while. And nope, none of that. That dog just got caught in the tsunami. Thanks for coming. I, yeah, I guess that dog is dead. How dare you? I'm sorry. That's how it goes. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that's really all we can say about Godzilla. Uh, I honestly expected this to go on a little bit longer, but there's just not much to, I know to really sink your teeth into, but maybe that changes with our next movie. We are going from here. We're not going to Godzilla King of the Monsters. We are going in release order, which means we are going to Kong Skull Island. This planet doesn't belong to us. Ancient species owned this earth long before mankind. I spent 30 years trying to prove the truth. Monsters exist. You don't go into someone's house unless you're picking a fight. What you're looking at is a monster from some bygone era. It's trying to show that man is king. King Kong movie. Mm, me neither. I, now I, that think, I think about it. If I've seen one, I saw the very, very first one, the original yeah. Ray Harryhausen film. Yeah, it would be the one where he climbs up the building with the girl and the thing. That's an all of them. Yeah, but no, the original one that's black and white. Yeah. Uh, that we're all par- we're not parodying anything. We're, parod- we're all yeah, we're all copying. Yeah. Um, I know there was a uh, um, a Peter Jackson one in two thousand and five that was like three and a half hours long. <laughs> Because Peter Jackson cannot make a movie under three hours. No. Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I never saw that. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I know this isn't like um, 
you know, King Kong, the original. I, I have no idea what the plot is, uh, but the cast looks really solid. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. So uh, then, then from there, we'll, we'll get some more. And the other thing is, this one's not really based on a fight. Like, That's true. Ki- the King Kong story isn't so much King Kong fights another guy. It's, look at that big monkey. Well, okay, was monkey infected with magic serum and became big? Nope, or just big we, monkey. Or we just we just found a big monkey. Just big monkey. And then big monkey fucked up our shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the original plot, the the idea was this guy's like, I heard there's a big monkey. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go get the big monkey. Yes. And then I'm gonna chain him to a Broadway stage and everybody's gonna pay me to look at the big monkey. Capitalism. Got it. Yeah, basically. And that's what happens. And then the big monkey doesn't like that weirdly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it freaks out. And then... It destroys everything. It destroys yes. everything. And we shoot it to death. Oh. Did you not know how that ended? No! Oh, God, yeah. I didn't know Kong didn't make it out. Yeah, he, he, he grabs the, the female lead. Yeah. Uh, climbs up the, the Empire State Building. Right. And they, they fly planes around him, and they shoot him. And they shoot him to death. And, oh. and then he falls. Twas Beauty killed the beast. Oh. Oh. I'm I'm sorry. I, I I honestly didn't know that's you didn't know how I that know. movie ended. I didn't know how that ended. Yeah, King Kong is a tragedy. Head. I didn't know it was a tragedy. I thought it was Monkey Smash. No. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Um. Well, now I'm just sad. Yeah. So, but who knows what Skull Island will bring. So my hopes aren't real high there, cutes. Like, well, he's got to at least make it to Kong versus Godzilla. Does he, though? We have the magic power of nuclear warfare. So That's true. We, we might Jason this shit. I'm just saying, like, uh, apparently in nu- nuclear power is fucking magic in this universe. Yeah, basically. So, like, you could swap out the word nuclear power for mana and it would make the same amount of sense. <laughs> it's chi. Chi uh, is not the force, guys. <laughs> Okay. Everyone Any, has chi. No. Everyone has chi. We'll, we'll get to Mulan. Uh, <sighs> well, there are like 700 Mulan movies. We make the make, make Mulan movies as often as Canada makes Anne of Green Gable movies. I was going to say, I thought maybe instead of doing like a series, we do like all of the Disney live action remakes. <sighs> so we do like Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast. But that might kill us. It might, but also like it's not technically considered a series, but like in the same way as this. Yeah, but it also might uh, piss off the mouse. Bring it. Invite me to invite me to uh, Disney World, and we'll talk man to mouse. You know he's very stern, cutie. Remember when we asked that one attendant? Yeah, <laughs> we hear he's mean. He's not mean. He's just stern. Like that attendant did not miss a beat. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like he had met the mouse and knew what to say. <laughs> you know what? I, I I don't want that going on. Barry, cut that out. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, if you want to find us somewhere else on the internet, I am over on Twitter at Empty Square, E-M-P, wow, E-M-P-T-Y-S-Q-U-A-R-E. Cutes. I'm at Aquadia underscore. Uh, And if you want to find us on Patreon, if you're like, hey, I got money. I sure do like money. Give us some of that money. Yeah, just for a dollar, you can hear all the stuff that gets taken out of these things. You can hear... Uh, all of, you can get, like, what was it? Like, first dibs on Yeah, the... we, we, uh, I always post these early, at least by a couple hours. 
Um, so you get stuff like that. You can download all of the podcasts via the RSS feed. Yes. You get bonus episodes, which we're going to start doing. You get heads ups whenever we start doing these things. Yeah, we get li- uh, live shows directly to you. Uh, you get a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, you know, come hang out. It's a dollar. Like, you can't buy anything for a dollar. You can even get a small coffee for a dollar. If you don't like it, you can just take your dollar back. Yeah. We offer refunds, too. Yeah. Uh, so come. Let's Play the cover charge. Come yeah. hang out with us. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Um, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> if you go to TikTok, I'm at Brightwall Pod. Um, go look at Brightwall. Listen too. Yeah, I, I have another. Okay, <laughs> I, I I have another podcast. It's called the Brightwall Podcast. It's available right here wherever you're listening to this. It's I don't know. It's it's okay. It's go listen to it, nerds. It's okay. Um, also, if you're listening to this on YouTube, and you really want to listen to this on Spotify, I got good news. We are on Spotify. Every episode uh, from the Fast and the Furious arc onwards is on uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're down to clown with that, uh, we're all good there. But I think that's all we need to talk about. Yeah. So until next time, we'll take on Kong Skull Island and uh, we'll see how that one goes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sad about monkeys again. It's okay. Don't be sad about monkeys. We'll watch a happy monkey movie. Name a happy monkey movie. Planet of the Apes? That's not happy. It's happy for the monkeys. Is it, though? Yeah. They run the world. Yeah, but they had to do much destruct to get there. Bah! Who cares? They were in cages. Are you pro-monkey? I just want everyone to be happy. (laughs) Why is that so hard? How about Curious George? That seems to go well. No, he's also in a cage. Curious George? Wasn't the new one, like, the whole, like, plot of the movie, they put him in a cage and he has to work his way back to wherever the hell? Honestly, I don't know. I thought that was, I, I could be mixing it up with another movie. Yeah. How about Paddington? That's not a, not a, uh, Paddington was, was sent to prison! Yeah, and he fought his way out of it. He turned it into a cafe. It was really cute. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week, all right? Love you, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Love you guys. Leave us a comment. I love you, bye.